Welcome to Chapel of Joy Prayer Network. We hope that the following message would edify and encourage you today. Let's get into the Word, amen. How many of you love the Word of God? Not in terms of Tim Robinson ministry, because you received the Word all through the year, amen. But if you love the Word of God, say amen. amen. So we want to move right into thank. Let's put our hands together for the worship team, amen. Exceedingly abundantly, amen. May God continue to strengthen you, young men and women, amen. Be consistent in the faith. Be consistent in lifestyle, glorifying God. So yesterday evening, I dealt with prophetic revelation and, and purpose. Tonight, we're going to look at partnership and positioning, and tomorrow we We'll be looking at preparation and preservation. That's a deep one. And then in the evening, we're going to exercise the gift. Amen? We're going to just allow the Holy Spirit to continue to do. But we needed there to be a ceiling on Wednesday. Ceiling. And so I want to look at partnership and positioning. And just remember that every word that I speak is vision. It's attached to your purpose. Every word. It reflects your purpose. You see the vision. And you're able to see something. Based on the understanding of the word. On Sunday morning, I believe it was, my wife came and spoke in Patois. It's a language in St. Lucia. She spoke the same word I spoke. But you did not understand. So you couldn't see anything. It takes the understanding of the word to get the revelation or the vision to see. So even as we read the text here tonight, I, I want to change the, your method of, of, of reading and understanding. I want you to see something. Because if we can see what the word is saying, then... We have the understanding and now pray for the wisdom because the wisdom is the art of applying the understandable knowledge. You can know something but do not understand. You can know but do not understand. You reach a point of understanding. Yes, thank God for that. But the wisdom is the ability to apply that which you know and understand. Have I lost you? Because if I have lost you, you're not seeing anything. All right, but what I'm saying here is that God gives wisdom. And the Bible says, if you lack it, ask of God. And his Holy Spirit that he has given you will give you insight. Just like he has given myself to minister to you prophetically or otherwise through teaching. And so we're going to go to Genesis chapter 29 verse 22, which is our foundational text. Genesis 49, I have it on my PowerPoint, so if you have the PowerPoint, you can put that up. But let's see something here today. You have verse 22 there, or I just added that? Oh, that's where it starts? Okay, fine. We read yesterday and the day before, uh, the yesterday rally, that verse 22, Joseph is a fruitful vine. You remember that? Joseph is a fruitful vine. A fruitful vine near a... Spring, whose branches climb over a wall. But let's look at partnership right now. 
from verse 24, and I want you to see. So we see that Joseph, that's the blessing that his father gave him, that he is a fruitful vine, that's a vine with fruit. Also, not only that, but a fruitful vine that is positioned near a spring. Are we seeing that? Whose branches climb over a wall. So there is a boundary, but the extent of reach is beyond. Somebody say beyond. Verse 23, I'm going to deal with that tomorrow. Because that's a deep one. But the Bible says, yes, that blessing came upon him. But within that blessing, the father also spoke something. He said, with bitterness, with bitterness, archers attacked him. Do you see that? Do you see attach, uh, archers attacking Joseph? Get the vision of that. They shot at him with hostility. Do you understand the word hostility? As long as you understand that, so far we're good. But we're going to pick it up from verse 24. So all of that was happening to Joseph. But the Bible says in 24, but his bow remains steady. His strong arms stayed limber or flexible or agile. Because of. Somebody say because of. So we're going into partnership now. Yes, he experienced lots of opposition, but the Bible says he was steadfast. He stood steady. His arms were strong because of the hand of God. The mighty one of Jacob. Somebody say because of again. His hands stayed limber because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel. He was strong he remained steady. His hand stayed limber because of your father's God. What's the next line? Who helps you? Who helps you? Because of the Almighty. Who blesses you with what? Blessings of the skies and above. Blessings of the deep springs below. And blessings of the breast and of the womb. But that because of is significant. By this we understood from the text that Joseph did not have his accomplishments on his own. It was because of the Lord or his partnership with God, he was able to be strong in the midst of. Are you seeing that? So I'm here to report to you. Because of your relationship with God, because of your partnership with God, you can stand strong against any opposition that comes your way. If you receive that, say amen. To be in a position of influence, one must know their purpose. And the prophetic revelation it basically speaks to your purpose. What am I about? Knowing your purpose begins with the prophetic revelation, as I said. What has God said to you? What is God saying to you? And that's for a, a, a sailor moment where you pause. What is God saying to you right now? What is the plan and purpose of God for your life? 
And we're going to ask the questions, what blessings have you re been released over your life by your spiritual fathers and mothers? Just like jo Jacob, he spoke over his son's life. And so perhaps like tonight, two have received a prophetic word, which brought some clarity to where they are at right now. But the questions we must continue to ask is, have you also positioned yourself to receive the blessing? Now that's why I had you come a little closer. Because I had to change your position to reposition yourself so then I can connect with you. Now I could have come down, you know. But what I'm saying, I wanted you to shift your position and reposition yourself so you would receive the blessing of God. We'll do more of that on Wednesday, God's willing. There is, and I think I shared it on Sunday morning, that there is bad or good influence. So we are speaking about influence here. Overcoming walls to influence. And there is good and bad influence, and it's dependent on one's purpose. How many of you know that fees do have a purpose? You know, the thieves do have a purpose. I'm going to this home to steal tonight. They have a purpose. And they will influence others to do that. There is bad influence. They have influence, you know, but it's to do something that is not, that's immoral in our sense, and that's unethical. It's, it's just not right. And so, from our perspective, we are seeing them operate in purpose, Although it's a bad deed that they are going through. But I see in Psalms 1, the scripture says, Blessed is the man. I'm going to paraphrase this now. So follow me here. Because when you read that, you might see something. Blessed is the man that walketh not. But I'm going to shift that. And I'm going to say, Blessed is the man who walks in the counsel of the godly. Are you seeing that difference? Blessed is the man who walks in the counsel of the godly. Positioning. Blessed is the man who stands with the righteous. And blessed is the man who sits in the seat of the respectful. You didn't see that? So I just shifted the words a bit. But it's inferring that my positioning is important. In me obtaining the blessings. And so with that in mind, as we look at partnership and possession, uh, positioning, I want you to understand some things. So we'll be looking at divine and earthly connection. Divine and earthly connection. Your destiny is tied into a source. There is a source. And we're going to go to John, um, the book of John 15. The most important partnership that we have to to give attention to is that of God. But also, I want to speak of a partnership in terms of relation as it pertains to family. And you could also be looking at partnership in business. But partnership is important. But first and foremost, we look at what the scripture says concerning our connection and our positioning in Christ himself. In John 15, 4, the Bible says, Read with me. And everything you say, remember, is vision. Eh? Remain where? In me. Positioning. Positioning. Remain in me. 
as I, Jesus, also remain in you. Are you seeing that? I am in him. He is in me. How many of you can say amen to that? Now I want you to see that. When you say amen to that, is that a truth? Is that a truth? You are in him and he is in you. So how could you go wrong? Tell me how could you go wrong? You see, if you don't see that, you will continue to go wrong. But when you understand, you remember I said Noah walked with God. When you understand your positioning, then you can overcome any temptation, anything at all. Because you understand where you are positioned. Are you going to lead Jesus to sin? Where is he? Are you going to lead him to go and sin? It cannot happen. So we have to remain in him. He is in us. I hope you understand what I'm getting at here. For the Bible says, no branch cannot, what now? Bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. So when you say, I am a fruitful vine, and the vine goes over the wall, the connection is, I'm in partnership with Jesus himself. So he is the vine going over the wall. I am also connected to him with the fruit. So we are not alone. I hope you're seeing it. Therefore, in business or anything you put your hands to do, I declare it must prosper. Because you are blessed. Because you are in partnership. Verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you. Now watch this word, conditional word. If you remain. If you keep your position in me, and I in you, you will bear some fruit. Much fruit. Apart, apart from me, Jesus, you cannot do anything. So why are we trying to do things by our own self? When there is partnership with God and his son Jesus Christ, nothing is able to be, nothing will be impossible for us. If you believe that, say amen. Verse 7. If you remain, watch the conditional word again. If you remain in me. So what are you going to say to yourself? Every day, every moment, I will seek to remain in him. I don't care what's happening all around me here, but my positioning is what? In him. And my words now, vision, remain in you. You can ask whatever you wish. And the Bible says, it shall be done for you. This, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. In John 15 verse 16, the word of the Lord says this, You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you that you now go and what? Bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain. I'm going to deal with that tomorrow evening. That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he is going to give it to you. So some of us might be discouraged because we are not seeing the fruit or what God you ask of God is not happening right away. But how long it takes, my wife might help me with this one. How long for a fig tree to, to bring forth? How long does it take for you to plant a tree and therefore there to be fruit in it? About six to nine months? How long does it take for a woman to bring forth a child? Come on, doctors. Oh, well, the little one knows. Well, how, how long? 
averagely nine months. Right? Nine months. For some come a little early, some but they're about, it's nine months. So the seed is sown. We expect fruit. But the problem is we expect it the next day. It takes a while for the seed to incubate. For the connection to be maintained. And then in due season, you will begin to see the results. Now, I've understood one thing. The Bible says, sow and keep on sowing. Right? Sow and keep on, not just sow. Guess what's going to happen to you? Perpetual harvest. This is how a, a perpetual harvest takes place. And, and if you're blessed, amen, eh? amen. You sow a seed today. You sow one tomorrow. You sow one the next day. You sow in. You sow in. Nine months later, what happens? Or even one week after the other. You sow it one week. You sow another one. What's going to happen? The first one will begin to bear fruit. The second one will begin to bear fruit. The third one will begin to bear fruit. I'm moving forward. Someone say forward. The fourth one. So you will find in one year, January, February, March, April, May, you will just see fruit, 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 fruit. Why? Because you are consistent in application of sowing, sowing, sowing. Nothing coming, nothing coming, sowing, sowing, sowing. Nothing coming, nothing coming, sowing, sowing, sowing. All of a sudden, reaping, 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 reaping. I want you to see that. So don't be discouraged in the time of the former rain. That's another revelation in itself. The former rain must come before the latter rain. The former rain is where the soil is cultivated and dug up. It must come. Now we're saying it is raining all around, latter rain. But the former rain is very important because the former rain is in readiness for the sowing. And after the former rain comes the latter rain. And what you sow, finish it, you're going to reap. So our partnership is important, connecting to the vine. Because what we want is a perpetual harvest. And so when I looked at your theme and I'm seeing, I'm seeing, okay, moving forward to greater glory, joyfully advancing God's kingdom, and also our year of divine favors and, 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 and kingdom. I want us to understand that it's not just going to be one year. Our year, yes, amen, the breakthrough will come. But what we want is a perpetual harvest. So next year is going to be your year of divine favor also. The following year will be your year of divine because you're applying the, the, the principles being taught in the word. Consistency. So let's get back to the text here. So Psalms 18, 28 says this. You Lord, you keep my lamp burning. Who keeps your lamp burning? I, I ask the question again. Who keeps your lamp burning? The Lord keeps my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. Who does that? Do you see a partnership here? Watch this. Next verse. With your help, you, your help, I can advance against a troop. Remember where I'm connected here. With your help, God, I can advance against a troop. With my God, let's read the last line. I can Joseph, you are a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a stream whose branches go over the wall. We read also in the scripture, because of God, his hands were steady. Because of God, and in Psalms we're seeing again, 
I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale over the wall. So how do you think the fruit is going over the wall? You think it's in your ability and gifts? It is your God that's expanding you. And you see, that's where the influence is maintained and sustained. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about God. Someone says it's about God. So with God, all things are possible. And we know the song, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven. We know that and we sing it a lot. But I want you to understand that you are in partnership with the almighty God. Now, some of you have seen it yet. And God is not just a wimpy person there. You are in, in partnership with the, the Jehovah Jireh. You are in partnership with Jehovah Rophe. You are in partnership. Wherever your foot is, amen, there is something happening. Because of the partnership in terms of divinity. I, I normally say divinity connects with humanity. And that's the difference where God is in the mix. And so our connections are very important. Secondly, because of the call, what God has done is position men and women in your environment to assist you or to help you in your spiritual group. He gave the church the, the fivefold. And not everyone is called to the fivefold function. But there is a specific, specific purpose of the fivefold is to equip people for the work of the ministry. And so not only there is a connection in terms of God, but there also needs to be a partnership or a positioning, a partnership with and a positioning next to spiritual mothers and fathers and people who can encourage you to move to the next level. I'm going to bring the references in a while, but I want us to see beyond divinity, God has positioned some people in your life to help you along the way. If you agree with me, say amen. Now, if you are like me, for years, for years I've been saying, God, where is my mentor? Because sometimes I feel like the eagle just flying. You know, the eagle just flies by itself. I'm looking for someone to, thank God for Dr. King now, amen. I can say, Dr. King boy, my wife giving me some hell there now, you know. Are you hearing me? No, she's there. She doesn't give me hell, right? Amen. It's just a 5%. Amen. But what I'm saying is that I can, I can come to a spiritual father, someone to sit next to. And he might have challenges and might come and say, Apostle Tim, you know, what can I do here? How could... And, and the wise counsel is going to help me navigate this time. So I call this intentional positioning. Because some of you may not have a spiritual father or mother, but you need to intentionally position yourself next to a, a, a man of God, a woman of God with influence because they're going to be divine impartation that will help you in fulfilling the plan of God for your life. Some of us may feel we don't need any. As a matter of fact, right now, what do you think I am doing? I am partnering with you. You have right now sitting down in front and I am teaching you you have positioned yourself to be taught so that your growth level will increase you can decide ah, let me get out of here I finish with that let me get the worship and go but you are 
have remained here and you are here in the world. It's a form of mentoring and teaching, helping you in your spiritual walk. And how many of you have been helped so far over the past two days? You have received something. We have two more to go, right? But the, the, the intentional positioning is very good. I know of someone, well, not in my ministry, but someone who will intentionally go, go and watch, wash their pastor's car. Are you hearing me? Why do you think they're doing that? To position themselves in an environment where because he is blessed, I know there will be a transferal of that blessing to me. May not happen in the now, but I know it's coming because I have positioned myself next to someone that's able to help me. Are you with me? Because when we try to do it alone, we'll be broken. We will do the wrong things sometimes. But the counsel of the wise is always there to help us. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 2, it says this. The Apostle Paul, I'm just going to bring some references here to you now. The Apostle Paul to Timothy, my true son in the faith. Timothy, my true what? Son in the faith. Relationship. Grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Christ our Lord. We see here Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle was a great man of influence. And that's the quality of person one needs to connect to. And be in partnership with. So for instance, if I want to go into business, I will position myself next to someone who is successful in business. What's the reason for that? Well, I hear my friend want to become an accountant. Well, I'm an accountant also, but I live in St. Lucia anyway. But if you want to, you want to glean from, learn the principles. My wife said this, man, if I was in Trinidad, I would be in sister's office here, sister king office. I will learn everything there is to learn. Because she can now receive and use that, of course, with the studies and your doctorate. And now come and be a blessing to others in that same field. But you cannot really learn. Yes, you can go to college and learn. But having first-hand experience through observing, that's how you have the ability to. Now, I'm not boasting now. But I play most instruments. Most. But initially, when I started with the piano and the saxophone, and I had to watch. I had to stand by and observe. I had to be around people, musicians who are playing, so I could observe. My first instrument was the bass guitar. I, had, I started at eight, but I had to watch others. I had to go and find to see how I can learn, and so I'm able to now do you have to position yourself in order to glean and learn. And from that, there will be reproduction. You'll begin to see the outcome. Are you with me? You cannot be on a standoff and say, I want to, I want to, without positioning, positioning yourself next to someone of influence. Not anybody else. Someone of influence that can influence. And let me just say something there. Not everybody has the patience to teach. Eh? Now, I, I have been a good driver for many years. And when I was teaching my wife to drive, with all my experience, and she was positioned next to me, okay, wife, there's a stop sign right there. Wife, stop sign is coming. Mm, boy, the gas get heavy, you know, and zoom. But not everybody have the patience because I, 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 I got out of the car. I said, you know, come, 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 let me drive. 
No, that was bad. That was bad of me. But what I'm saying here, not everybody has the patience to teach. But God has positioned people in your life who is able to do that. You just need to seek them out and intentionally position yourself. If you want to preach and learn how to preach, guess where you position yourself? Next to somebody who is able to and capable. Dr. Hazel, it's good to see you. Friend in the family, many, many years. Praise God. But, but I'm saying this, but, but you have to be in your lane, right? It has to be a call of God in your lane. Yeah, I want to be a prophet and God hasn't called you. So don't go and put yourself by a prophet and that's not your call. You, you get my point. Position yourself to flow in the area that God. So I see somebody of like purpose and like vision. I will align myself to in partnership as well as positioning so I can glean from so I'm able now to go. Let's see what happened in, um, in Joshua's case. Exodus chapter 33 verse 9. So who was Joshua mirroring? Somebody tell me. Who was Joshua mirroring? Moses. Moses, great man of God. And let's read Exodus 33, 9. It says this. I want you to see something. And it came to pass when Moses, I want you to see it, entered into the tabernacle, that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. Are you seeing that? Entered in. Pillar of cloud came and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. What was that? Prophetic revelation. Talked with Moses. What happened next? All the people now saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. Tabernacle is up here. Pillar of cloud, where is Moses? Where Apostle Tim is right now. The door is right here. Pillar of cloud comes down. Where is Moses? Inside the tabernacle. Where are the people? At the tent. Looking on. And what are they seeing? They're seeing the pillar of cloud in front. I ask again. Where was Moses? In the tabernacle. Where were the people? Where was Moses' position? Who appeared to him? Where was the people? And they saw what? The pillar of cloud. Are you seeing that? Let's continue. So the people saw and they began to worship each man at his tent door. At, so where were the people? At their tent door. Where was Moses? Who was talking with him? How many of you would like to be there and not at the tent door? Thank God for Jesus. Amen. Because the middle wall partition has been broken down. There is no tent door. There, amen. <laughs> <laughs> those that worship him must worship him now in spirit and in truth but let's move on so watch this where was Moses so Moses what spoke to the Lord spoke to Moses what face to face where were the people how many of you would like to be in Moses position face to face tell your neighbor it's coming it's coming amen as a man speaks to his what? Friend. What we see here, relationship, partnership here. God and Moses having a thing time there, having a good time here. God speaking to Moses. That's prophetic revelation and giving him instruction. Watch this. And Moses would return to the camp. Where were the people? Where was Moses? What was in front of the door? 
So Moses is now returning to the camp. Watch this. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, he did not depart from the... Let's go again. Where was Moses? Where was God? Where were the people? Now the question is, where was Joshua? Where was Joshua? Moses there? I there too. You go where you go? I go. Do you see partnership and positioning? I don't care if people want to stay by the tent, but Moses, you there? I'm going to be there too. God's speaking to you? I want to. But watch this. The Bible says that the Lord spoke to Moses and he would return to the camp. But, but Joshua did not depart from the tabernacle. Guess what? Guess why? I want a face-to-face -face experience myself. <laughs> so Moses is moving, but he says, no, no, God, God, you speak to me yet, you know. I'm in the right place at the right time to hear a right blessing from you. He lingered. Another version says he lingered in the presence of God. He lingered. And you know what was that? There were some transfers taking place in that environment there. But the point is, Moses, you go there, I go in there too. The people can stay at the stands, the tender if they want. But you see you go in there to, to meet with God. I want to make sure I am the same place. And that's what I mean by intentional positioning. You with me? So in Deuteronomy chapter 328, what the Bible says there. Moses, I want you now. Now is the time of divine release. But now is the time of profound prophetic revelation to Joshua. Who was with Moses all the time? So now the command is coming. But command Joshua Moses and encourage him and strengthen whom? Joshua, for he shall go over before this people and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you see. Who received it? The one who was positioned next to the man of God. So God entrusted that person to carry on. I wonder, Bishop, who are you going to entrust? A Johnny come lately? Just come and say, I have my degrees and my theological, you know, I need to take over this church, you know? You have, yeah, no, no, I put in this up. No, no, no. You will entrust somebody who has stood with you, who understands the vision, who has supported you. So when it comes time for release, you're able to, in the name of Jesus, I set you apart for God to use you. Why? Because he was positioned Serving the man of God. A lot of us want to lead, 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 but we don't want to serve. But we see Moses doing that. Let's move on. What about the disciples? Who did the disciples stay close to? Somebody shout his name. All right. The Bible says Jesus called them out. And they left all and they began to follow him. And he spent time with them. He, he taught them and he trained them. He was with them for a season, but for a reason. Season, and there are times people will come into your life, it's just for a season. But they are there for a reason. 
Not to stand with you all the way, but they're there just at the right time at the, to allow you to move from one stage to the next. That's why I'm just passing through here. Just for a season. I may be back again, but for now, it is at the right time at the right place to hear from God. Can you say amen to that? So what happened? They were to now go and reproduce to make disciples. But they spent time, where were their position? Next to Jesus. Jesus was a man of influence. And let's look at the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 13. And the Bible says that when they saw, when they saw what was happening, Peter and John, two of the disciples there, they were in prison. That's after the ascension, that is. Jesus left already. And what did he say? Greater works would what? You do. From disciples to now apostles. Now they are now preaching up a storm and a man by the gate, he got healed. And they were in prison, not only because of the man that was healed, but also because of the teaching and the resurrection and all of that. So the people say, let's lock them up. And the Bible says in verse 4, 13, and when they saw, that's the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious people, what did they do? They saw, somebody say saw. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled they didn't have bible school uh, bible school degree they didn't, didn't have doctorate they were unschooled ordinary men they were astonished and watch that last part and they took note that these men had been with jesus put your hands together for that amen by the observation of what they saw on the manifestation they says no these unschooled men ordinary men how could they be doing such great things why they took note and understood that these men were positioned by jesus christ himself and as a result of that jesus had influence they began to have influence because they were positioned you want one more one more then i'm going to summarize Elijah and Elijah and let's read about it. First Kings chapter 19, 21. Read with me, and it came to pass. What you have? The verse 2 1? Yes, okay. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with who? Elijah from Gilgal. Then Elijah said, Elijah said to Elisha, Elisha, I want you to stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me unto Bethel. So he's moving over the wall there, right? Are you following me? But Elisha said, as the Lord lives, and as your soul, Elijah, lives, I will not leave you. Are you with me? Good. So they went down to Bethel together. Where was Elisha? With Elijah. Are we seeing that? Good. Intentional positioning. Then the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel, they came now to who? The student. The mentee. The disciple. Elisha. And what did they say? Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? They began to breathe discouragement. And he said, yes. That's Elisha saying, yes. I know, but mind your business. Keep silent. Trying to distract me here. So the Bible says in verse 4, Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, 
I want you to stay here, please. For the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I am not going to leave you. Now, from Elijah's standpoint, you might think that this man is a pest, eh? The man is a pest. That, that man is like a leech. Yes, I go in there, he come into. I tell the man, stay there, he's still coming. What's wrong with this person? Then what happened? The Bible says they both went now to where? Jericho. And in Jericho, the sons of the who? Prophets. Boy, who at Jericho came to Elijah and said, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master over you today? So he answered, Yes, I know, but mind your business. Are you, are you understand? Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him again, Stay here, please. For the Lord has sent me unto Jordan now. But he said, Read with me, As the Lord lives. And as your soul lives, Elijah, I will. How many of you have that tenacity, amen, to be intentional about your position? And first of all, with God, to connect to God. And secondly, to seek to position yourself so there will be impartation in your life for some, something greater to come. That's important, partnership and positioning. So the Bible says the two of them went on. And now 50 men of the sons of the prophets... They went and stood facing them at a distance. And while the two of them stood by the Jordan, now Elijah took his mantle and he rolled it and struck the water. And it was divided this way and that way. So that the two of them crossed over on dry land. And verse 9. And so it was when they crossed over. Some as they crossed over. Some as they crossed over. When they crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, <laughs> Not stay here now, you know, but ask. Ask, what may I do for you? Because I am taken away from you. And Elijah said, please, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Someone say double. Someone say double for your trouble. <laughs> let a double portion. Now, what if he stay there? Stay there. And he stayed there. When it came time now for the transfer, he would not be there. Where was Joshua? Right next to Moses. Where were the disciples? Right next to Jesus. Where was Elisha? Right next to Elijah. And guess what happened now in 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 14. Elijah now is taken up. And who got the mantle? Who got the mantle? Now, the same water is before him now. It worked for Elijah. Let's see what anointing is going to be upon him now. And the Bible says he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen on him. And he struck the water and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also struck the water, that same water was divided this way and that way. And who crossed over? Where was Elijah? What is the secret? What is the secret? It talks about intentional positioning. Yes, God is in partnership and I'm positioning the vine. I love this. Divinity is there connected to humanity. I love this. But God has set people in place. And that's why I want to say in closing that relationships are so important. 
relationships. And so when we look at moving on in influence over the wall, we have to examine our relationships. One, relationship with God. Secondly, our relationship with our spiritual leaders. Thirdly, it could expand to our relationship in our family. Because you cannot have influence if you're not talking to family members. There must be relation you must seek to build. But I vex with my sister, I vex with my father. I've... How do you expect influence if you are upset with your family? Or you are upset with a member in the same church you're going to? You're all quiet on me. You cannot have influence with that baggage hanging over your life. The lack of integrity. You say God, you say God, but in the same breath, you're hitting somebody down. It does not work that way. So when we talk about positioning, you got to position yourself with people of influence, good influence, that's able to impart into your life. So like Timothy, when he leaves, the apostle Paul can say, I am happy to send Timothy to you because he is of the same spirit. I close with this as we stand, John 15, 9. How many of you received the word tonight? I ask, how many of you received the word tonight? John 15, 9, as we stand. I will be speaking to overcoming the walls tomorrow, and I'm going to be very, very to the point. But just like Joseph got attacks from his brothers and his family, you will understand that that's going to happen, and that's part of the pro, um, preparation for the influence. Becoming and being a person of influence. And the Bible says in John 59, I come back to that text. The word of God says, as the Father has loved me, so I have what? Loved you. Now remain in my love. Jesus is saying, if you keep my commands, if you keep the word that I've shared, you will remain in my what? Just as I kept my Father's command and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, therefore, specifically to this body. Love each other just as I have loved you. And that's the first step. That's the first step. Love one another just as I have loved you. What are you getting at, minister? You see, when it comes to influence, first of all, our love for God is important. Partnership positioning and then God has called us to build relation within the body to love our brothers that's earthly that is or flesh but of the same 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 um help me here same family setting same blood but it goes beyond because we have the blood of Jesus now so to love one another and I've said this before you may not love some of the things I say and do but you have no choice but to love me yeah my wife would say to this that you have a choice. <laughs> you have a choice. And I'll tell her, no, I don't have a choice. Because regardless, it's unconditional. Whether she submits or not, whether she submits or not, I must love. Because love is who I am. <laughs> Peace is who I am. 
The fruit of the Spirit is joy, peace. And then, keep it within the circle, but then I'm going over the wall. The fruit extends to chapel of joy. Some may curse me, some may say what, but guess what I do? Somebody say love, 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 love. That's what you do. Now, I think the problem is that many cannot define love. Because someone told me that love is a feeling you feel, you feel, and you feel. It's a feeling you feel, you feel, and you feel. So I asked them, what happens when the feeling gone? Eh? No feeling again. Marriage break up because... <laughs> but love is unconditional. And I'm saying this maybe to marital couples now. Whether or not you, the 5% is their 10%, whatever it is, you just got to love the person. Regardless. Love one another. Love one another. Because that's how partnerships are formed. There was a young man who wanted to get into business. And he wants to get into business, but... He has no relation to people in the church. So I ask him how he expects to know what opportunities are there, what's there. If you don't interact with the people, you'll never get to know and God may never open up anything to you because you're not positioning yourself to glean from anybody. But you want a miracle. It's not going to happen. It's through your relation you begin to get your breakthrough. It's through your relation you begin to see things happening. You can stand away, stand away, and blessings in relation. Amen. We had nice lunch today. Somebody, amen. Because of what? Interaction. And we were at the right place at the right time. We were a chapel of joy. Y'all are getting me? If I wasn't a chapel of joy, I wouldn't have a nice lunch today. <laughs> because I was well positioned. Somebody say amen. Now, I know you're, you're, you're unhappy because of my blessing. You're happy, but I, my wife and I are happy. We, we are so fat that we ask for business tonight. We don't even want food again. Someone say amen to that. Because Sister King, when she came here, she said, we're going to spoil you. We're gonna, somebody say amen to that. Now, do you know when do, they do it, you do it? Everything they do is a reflection of you, you know. So put your hands together for yourself. Right? So tonight, I'm going to stand by some of you. Because some of you might want a blessing. You got to position yourself. And you might want to bless too. I got to position myself. It's not about me. I just want you to get the point. We got to love one another. In spite of. And let love and joy be a part of this church. I declare that in Jesus name. Love the pastors. Love the leaders. Love the ministers of God. You may not like what they say sometimes. But you have to love them. Because that's where your destiny lies. In your partnership and in your positioning. Lift your hands with me. We hope that this message encouraged you. You can visit us at the corner of 7th Street and Jogi Road, Barataria, Trinidad and Tobago. We invite you to join us for our Sunday morning services from 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. You can also join us for our Sunday and Wednesday prophetic anointing services from 6.30 p.m. Thank you for listening.